Welcome back to Habits and Hustle, Hustle? <laughs> Habits and Hustle solo episode. And I want to really get into the next topic that we're talking about today, which is price gouging. I don't know about you at home, but I, I know definitely here in LA, it is ridiculous how expensive everything is. Like, why is it that now when you go to a restaurant, the portions are literally half the size and double the price? Like, to me, these things are like, it's outrageous. It makes it so, like, you can't even, you can't even go out anymore. Mm. Like, gas prices, food prices, everything. And, you know, they, I went to the farmer's market. This is the story I want to start with, okay? I went to this farmer's market last week, as I do every Sunday with my kids. We That's part of our routine. We go to the farmer's market. We get eggs and, so and, and vegetables. Isn't that cute? Uh, oh, my God, what? Yeah, every Sunday. And uh, I go and I said to the lady that I've been buying eggs from for six years, seven years, okay? I said, can I have my eggs, please? She says, $15. $15 for a thing of eggs. A dozen? Yes. Wow. Is that not insane? Wow. What do you usually pay? Uh, it was, oh, actually, that's not true. I should, I should go back. It's 18 eggs. $15 for 18 oh, eggs, and a half. $12 for the regular dozen eggs. I used to pay $10 or $9 for 18, and now it's $15. And I think that's like from one week to another, like at what point are people now just like jumping on the bandwagon because they can charge more because everyone's charging more versus is it just like, it's just the prices have gone have gone so insane to me. It's literally impossible. Like, what do you do if you are, if you're on a really fixed income and make a, you know, you're not make, you're not a multi-gazillionaire. How are you able to feed your family? How are you able to like get gas in your car? It's become like so insane to me that I feel like this is what's happening. People are now, because everyone's doing it, everyone now is jumping on even when it, they shouldn't. But why hit, oh, the avian flu is why egg prices have gone up so high. Yeah, well, there's, right, there's a, there's a whole shortage of eggs. But this is, okay, so if she has a farm right. with her eggs, with her chickens, how, is, is her stuff being? It could be, though. Well, I would guess, like, the, the materials. could be. No, no, what I, th I would think is the materials, like, the food for the, for the chickens have gone up, uh, all of the you know, the soil stuff right. or whatever they are, whatever, that we're, you know, all the stuff to kind of uh, keep the chickens healthy and alive. I'm sure those prices have gone up. But did they go up to the point where the price is literally $7 more per carton of eggs? I don't that's, know. It's hard to answer insane. that question because the thing is also you have to think about gas, transportation and all that stuff is like getting to the farmer's market. Like that's already increased so significantly for these people. But I think the avian flu might be a different situation. But I understand what you're saying. Like is the price, are they just raising it because everybody else is raising their price to a drastic level? And I think what's happening is people are raising their price. This is my, this is what my what I think is happening. I think that, yes, of course, because of what's happening in the world, everything is more expensive. Supplies are more expensive. Manufacturing, of course, is more expensive. It's hard to get things, all of that, yes. Mm -hmm. But then I think there's also a big piece of it that people are now just jumping on that bandwagon and they're like, well, everything's more expensive now anyway. We can keep on increasing our prices because 
it's like supply and demand. There's one part of it. And the other part's like, well, because, because we can, we can get away with it. Like, why is it now you go to a restaurant and I'm really on, I'm really annoyed about the restaurant part. It's like you get less food for more money, less food for more money. And they don't include the bread anymore at the beginning of the meal or whatever else. Like this, everything is just now worse. Everything is worse. Like post pandemic service is worse. You can't get people to even work when you get them to work. It, people are not working well. Mm. I mean, everything seems to be it, such disarray. I, I want to see where the course correction is going to happen. If there is going to, when is the course correction going to happen? But I think there's so much more at play in the fact that I don't think you can blame like the restaurant themselves because it's also, you have to factor in inflation, cost of goods, cost of food. That's that what I'm saying. Which is, but I don't think that the restaurant serving less food and costing more is necessarily the restaurant's problem. Like the restaurants themselves are literally, stri- every restaurant Running a restaurant is so hard just to break even as is just to get into a profit to run a restaurant is so difficult. It's like one of the hardest business ever to turn a profit. So I think that what they're doing is working with the, no, but I have a lot of friends in the business. It's a really hard industry. By the way, the restaurant business, the food, the food and beverage world is very difficult. I'm not minimizing that in, in at all. I agree with you. And I know, like I said, everything is more expensive all the prices, all the supplies, getting people to work, everything. Mm. But what I'm saying is there is a difference between price increase and price gouging. But we Let me finish. Price increase and price gouging because you can. And that's what I think is happening. I think a lot of times people are not just increasing their price by a little bit. They're now increasing their price by a lot because they know they can get away with it. That's the part that I have a problem with. When mm. you're taking, when you, when you are increasing things by a hundred percent or 10 Xing it and giving people less, um, I, I, I have a, I just have a real problem with it. I just don't love what's going on. And this is like, it's across the board with everything. I, you know, the price, like I just, I, I, I'm really concerned for people who have a family and they're on a fixed income. How are people supposed to survive? People who have a lot of money. Okay, like they're not going to notice $2 more, a dollar more, even 3 or $4 more. But people who really are watching every dollar, mm. that makes a big difference and it accumulates. And like to me, that's just not okay. That's my point. No, I understand. But I think a lot of the people who run these businesses are also watching every dollar. And they're also seeing, like, we have to also factor in just the base economy. Like, inflation is insane right now. So just already, just with inflation, if you didn't if you didn't get a 7% raise this year, just yourself, for your own salary, if you didn't get a 7% raise, you actually lost money. You're making less money now, just based on inflation. Okay, but guess which what? Which is crazy. I understand. Like, by the way, that's with everything, right? Every, every salary is more expensive. Um, but people aren't getting raises. But a lot saying? of people, but, but you know what, but I'm not talking about those people. What I'm talking the people that I'm talking about are the people though, who now have uh, an entitlement, right? And they are now not, they, they won't work or they're not interested in working. There's a lot of people out there who just don't want to work anymore. There's a whole, that's a whole group of people who just don't want to work anymore. And then there's a whole other group of people who've now like, they're like, well, if I am going to work, pay me five times is what I, what I, what I was making prior. And because people are in a situation of like total panic because there's, there's not enough, there's not enough workers out there. They're now having to do that. 
And I feel like the whole system is so broken that there has to be a course correction. And I, I just think that it's a, it's a real issue. And I want to know what you guys think at home. Can you guys please leave me a, 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 a subtype of communication? Send me a pigeon if you have to. Let me know what you think <laughs> because I know that everything, uh, mail's probably expensive. I don't want to make you, but leave me a review. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think because I know definitely in LA, it's insane. And when I've traveled other places, it's insane. Um, and I know it's like that across the country, but what, what have been your experiences thus far? What do you feel? I'm just, I actually am genuinely curious and interested. What did your economist guest say Wait, about I mean, this? I was just going to bring him up. Because I feel like he probably has some really good up. insights to this. Because obviously there just, is a difference between price gouging and price raises, but I just think because of how expensive everything is, it's hard to tell the difference. Do you know what I mean? Like you might think that something is gouging, but it actually might just be literally the bare minimum that someone has to raise it to be able to actually make I, I what they were making so. before. I, I don't think so. I think that... But you'd have to know a, the ins and outs of every industry to be able to make that No, okay, but what judgment. I'm saying is overall... I Listen, I'm not an economist. I'm not claiming to be one, but I will say that we did... We Actually, we did do an episode. I did do an episode with one of the most well-known economists in the world. Um, and uh, he's going to be coming... I think that episode comes out pretty soon. Uh, Noriel Rubini, he wrote a book called Mega Threats. And he talks about these these uh, mega threats, the, the 12, was it the 12 or the 10 biggest mega threats in the world? What, was it 10 or 12 um, that are, that we should be aware of? Um, and we talk 10 of them. And why I like that episode so much, it was so fascinating. It was so fascinating. Um, and, and we're actually going to do two parts to it, uh, is that most of the things that he've, he's actually predicted in his career have come to fruition, have come true. He was, he's known as, he's actually known as Dr. Was it Dr. What is it called? Dr. Death. What's his, what's his name that he's known for? Because what he does is he predicted the housing Dr. crash. Doom. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. Dr. Death. Great. Dr. Doom. Dr. Death. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, close enough. Dr. Doom. And he predicted the housing crash in 2008. He's predicted a lot of these things that have actually happened. Um, and so you have to just listen to that episode. But the inflation, of course, is, is, a, is a massive impact. But I do think there's a big, I think, again, if I would, I think there's a big difference between pricing, increase, inflation, and gouging. And what this is about and what I'm talking about is the gouging part. But how can you tell the difference, you personally? Listen, I'm, this is this is just my opinion, and this is just me ranting about what I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that I've had enough conversations with enough people where I think that's like the general consensus, consensus mm. is everyone feels that way. Like, do you know that I had I went for lunch, I went for lunch with my kid, ten year old boy. Okay, no alcohol was involved. Okay, <laughs> oh, and. I ordered a salad with, uh, I don't remember what it was like. I think it was like chicken and extra chicken. And um, I don't know, he had like a grilled cheese sandwich and I don't know, French, I don't know what he had. But the point is lunch came to like $68 for two people. And we didn't have anything that was that, that spectacular. I think I had like a cold brew at my lunch and he had his drink and his lunch. I'm like, this is absurd to me. Absurd. 
You should get a restaurant tour on your show and ask him these questions. That I'm would get be a, a lot really of these fascinating question. Uh, fascinating interview. I'm I'm actually very. That's why what I'm doing is I'm talking to. This is not just. I'm talking to a lot of people who are economists, like I said, Noriel, people who are in like industry specific mm. to really get an idea of like what's considered to be like normal. Yeah. I mean, but. This is the other problem. What happens is that once people start charging a certain price, that becomes a normalized price. And then nobody drops the prices after all. Right. That's what I think. It, that's part of what I think is the problem. I think once some, someone's used to now paying an exorbitant amount for a chicken salad, then the restaurant or whoever it is, they're not going to be like, well, now that our prices are lower, <laughs> I'm going to go back to that lower price. No one's doing that. Like, have you noticed that even like in LA, the gas prices are like absurdly expensive, like $7 or something? Wait, what? No, yes. $7. Seven, I've seen $6, $7. That's, 7 is crazy. I do four fifteen at the gas station by me and it's the cheapest one for like a five mile radius. Okay, it's four fifty. It's not even four. It's four fifty nine. Which is crazy. Five fifty nine. But my point is it's because people now are, it's become normalized that people are paying so much. The gas prices are never going to go back down to what they used to be three or two or something like that. Right. You know, I think it's just everything like even a quart of milk, like everything is so just insane to me. Okay. Whew, that's the episode for today. <laughs> that's how we're ending it. Okay. But I really think a restaurant tour and then somebody in like the farming industry, those two would be really good experts to bring on your show. Cause I'm actually so curious what they have to say. Cause I always think about this too. Okay. This is what I, I mean. I, I think that because I'd like to leave every ep episode with some type of like actionable yeah, item. What's the actionable item? Give us a don't, to this don't eat out, stay home. <laughs> like, you know, like, Oh, and the other problem Wait, I is, love how our last episode was like, leave your house, leave your house. And now we're like, stay indoors. Don't, don't do anything. <laughs> don't leave to go eat, go out for a walk, go out for yeah, a yeah, go do a free activity, go, do a free, go on a hike, <laughs> do a whatever, go but pick it, your food in the forest. Right. <laughs> But don't don't have a meal outside the home. No, but what I was going to say, even food in the grocery store is expensive. So you can't even get away with yeah. that. But the other thing I wanted to make, I forgot about this, which I've also noticed, was that um, everyone just like orders food, right? With Postmates or oh, you know, I DoorDash. My apps. I deleted those. People don't even realize that they're being charged an extra what? Like Bajillion sometimes like 20%, dollars. 25%. Yeah. Like... I ordered a salad, again, a salad, it's always a salad. It a chicken salad. It was like $40 with the price of the, of the app, of Postmates and Cre like, you know, whatever Postmates was or whatever, the price of the food to be delivered plus that, like in that, in that regard, go pick up your food yeah. and leave the house because yeah. people just, it's like on autopilot. People don't even think about it. They just go and like to their phones yet again, and they order and then for the price of convenience, they're paying an extra 25% for their food. It's insane to me. I, I saw, I just, <laughs> do you have the app Mint? It's that budget app. No. I, it, I saw one month, I just, I had logged back in and I was like, well, let me check out what I'm spending. And I saw my food bill for that month and my jaw just dropped. And so I deleted all of my food delivery apps. So I was like, this is just obscene. It's absurd. That's okay. So my actionable item, actually, I do have one. So what I have down, I'm sure there's a few of these, but I use this thing called Flip. 
Ooh. I downloaded this thing called Flip, and it tells you about all the different. Like it's, it gives you the circulars like in your neighborhood and like what's on sale, like food wise, like all the different grocery stores around you and like what's on sale and da da da. I use that to kind of give me a gauge of mm. where to like at least buy groceries and shop a little bit. There's a few other ones, but I like that one just to kind of save a little bit here and there, you know, like I personally don't like to feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And that's kind of what I do feel when it comes to this gouging. So, um, that is an actionable item. Find, there's lots of different ways that you can like figure out ways to save save a little bit of money by, you know, you can even Google like these, oh, Rakuten. I love Rakuten. You can get some deals, like you can get money back by doing like 10%, they give you like 10% back or that's more on like other stuff, like clothing and like different stores. Still important. Still important, like beauty items because that's also super expensive. I only buy things on sale now, by the way. I always have, but. Now I'm even more so like that. For, for for groceries, one of the biggest things that people don't notice is food waste in your house and how much that can actually drain your money. So using tricks like freezing a lot of the foods before it goes bad, a lot of things can be frozen that people don't realize. Um, Pre-chopping all of your onions and your garlic and then freezing those so that we have them ready to go and that way none of them ever go bad. Like there's just really basic things mm-hmm, that you that's can so do. True. Freezing your fruit before they go bad, your bananas. Like you should Food waste inside of the home is such a that's big so factor true. and it can actually lead to like hundreds and hundreds of dollars of groceries going down the drain every month. I totally agree. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves, the amount of food that is wasted. Uh, it is, it's so true. I, I'm, I actually am pretty, I try to be pretty cognizant of that stuff. So like when things are going bad, uh, like bananas, I definitely like cut them up and I, I freeze those. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, buying frozen fruits and vegetables and you can throw those in shakes. People don't even know that sometimes when you, when, when places, they flash freeze right. fresh stuff and they and, and they sell it as frozen stuff actually it could be much better quality a lot of times yes because they freeze it right at its perfect um uh like ripeness yes exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. uh no but i think that's right i think these there are these great apps like i said these flip apps um also like you know do you remember year <laughs> you probably don't we would have like buy one get one but i grew up and there was like this uh book that like it would give you like a bunch of restaurants like in your city and all the it's like buy one get one free meals like go to wherever and buy one get one free i mean i'm sure they still have remember this but that sounds good i'm sure they still have that and another tip i should say is what i sometimes do is there's so many online coupons that people don't even know exist because they just don't even know they exist so wherever whenever i go somewhere i i google like, oh, wherever, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, I'm making it up, you know, like, you know, any, any coupon codes for Chuck E. Cheese, that's just an example. And a lot of times you're like, yeah, like, you know, buy a pizza and get these, get this fruit plate for free or something like that. Like that's mm-hmm. a bad, I'm just giving that as an example, <laughs> but like there's, there's sometimes there's, I'm talking about very kid friendly stuff. Cause a lot of times when you have kids, it gets so expensive. So you just have to be a little mindful. Like you can get pizza, uh, by just doing these little Google searches or like quick little things. Mm. And there's all sorts of different things. That's my, that's my action item or my takeaway. Also ask at the checkout, like at the grocery, the kosher grocery store in LA, um, the one that I go to by my house, if you ask for the 10% discount, they give you a 10% discount for just basically everything. And Where? Most, mostly produce. Pico Glot. Get out. Cause I go there sometimes. Do you? Yeah. Just, I just ask them. My grandma, every time I ask them, I just think like how proud she would be. <laughs> so this is, I'm glad that you brought that up. So that's part of my being bold, right? right? Yeah. So my, 
obviously I bought a big part of being bold is asking for what, with what you want. And that's my entire philosophy in life. Right. So that's a great thing. Like you should always go to wherever you're going, ask if they have a local discount. Mm -hmm. I mean, and get used to get comfortable with that because the worst that they're going to say is no. And I do that all the time. I didn't know that that place does it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You can even do it at grocery. I guess you could do it at grocery stores. Yeah, you can. You can do Honestly, you can do it anywhere. anywhere. You never know what discounts people have. And I mean, the person that's working there usually doesn't really care to get, like, they don't, they don't, they don't own care. the place. They're, they're like, yeah, I'll give you all the discounts. 100%. I do that yeah. at all the different local, like, uh, coffee shops around me and stuff like that. But doing oh, it at a grocery smart. store. Yeah. yeah. Doing it at a grocery But by the way, to save money when I do this at home is I make my coffee at home now. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. I have like, well, I'm trying to make the perfect cup of coffee. It's like, a, this is like, honestly, like they're That's neuroses. That's a whole other episode. That's an episode honest. in itself. Okay. If you saw what goes on in my house, yeah. I have like 11 different coffee makers to try to make the best cu- cup of coffee. And it's insane. We should actually do a whole yeah, episode really, on the different coffee. The journey coffees. to the best cup of coffee. Oh. The, all, we should do a whole review series on all the machines that you have. Oh in your my house. God. I have literally like the Cuisinart, the Nespresso, the, what's the other one? The, the, the one that the is Keurig. like the Keurig. What's the other one that I like? Every single coffee machine. What's that ever. one? The, the Bodum. The, <laughs> the Bodum's a good one. The one that's like a single, single coffee cup. This is like, anyway. <laughs> Please leave us a review Join the and Facebook subscribe group. <laughs> and sign up for Jen's mastermind. Right. I should talk about that a little bit. So basically, yes, join the Facebook group and uh, I am going to be doing a mastermind. So you go on onto my website, uh, check it out. Also, if you have not subscribed to my newsletter, please do so. You get some uh, cute little nuggets of information and uh, other things by doing so. So check out jennifercohen.com subscribe to Habits and Hustle, leave me a review on Spotify, YouTube. And uh, thank you for listening to this Ramble On, another (laughs) session of Ramble On with Jennifer and Shawnee. Thank you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.